With all due respect to your guidelines as far as Gerald's concerned, but how important is it for you as far as the franchise is concerned to be able to move on from that situation? We've already moved on. It's as simple as that. I've been through this so many times. Speculation about Dominican Sue linking up with you guys. What's your thoughts can't, about him? I can't talk about him. He's not on my team. Uh, he's a free agent. You can talk about him. Well, no. It's, I mean, he's a hell of a player. So, uh, we'll see. Welcome back to a Real Bucks Talk podcast. This is Michael Plus, joined by Mark Ramirez, as always. You can find this podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and Podbean. Also, catch us on Twitter and Facebook at Real Bucks Talk. Also, Instagram. Uh, also, we have some news. Um, you can send us emails to realbuckstalk at gmail.com. Send us comments, thoughts, questions. Uh, also, you can send in voice memos if you want to be heard on the podcast. We will play it. Um, and have it right there for you so you can listen to it. Uh, so that's just one way to uh, get you guys involved. And, um, again, you can send it anytime. There is no time limit. There's no deadline. There's no, you know, we don't hold you to anything, uh, you know, as far as that goes. But with that being said, we have a lot of stuff to talk about. There was uh, quite a bit of news over the last couple of weeks, including the past couple of days. And, uh, Mark, I mean, we have uh, – there's a lot of things going on. <laughs> yeah, so obviously the two biggest ones are the Gerald McCoy release. No trade, no trying to help him out. A lot of people have the issue with, oh, we should have done it earlier. That was dirty by the, the franchise, by the GM, by the coaching staff. There's that. And then not, we didn't even wait 24 hours before we found his replacement. Right. And then everyone's hoopla and bashing, oh, this isn't even an upgrade. This is... Mm-hmm. blah 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 this is a step down or move over like so we'll, we have a lot of talk those are the two main points and then it's like the practices what mm-hmm. people are saying about the rookies who's right. looking good right who's adjusting and there's not many mental errors i mean we'll get into that later but let's start with the two main one and let's start with joe mccoy because he's yeah. the the tenured uh player or not tenured what Nine-year vet. Yeah, longest, with the, longest Buccaneer over yeah. the last decade, um, you can say, along with DeMar Dotson. But, yeah, I mean, this is a new era the Bucks are going into. It's a new direction. It's, um, you know, I think with the Gerald McCoy, I mean, we, we've been talking about yeah. it for over, you know, last few months. Um, ever since the offseason really began, I mean, you could see it on Gerald McCoy's face. Like, this, this was pretty much it. I mean, he knew he was on the way out. Uh, you could see it from the last game of last year. I mean, he was ready to move on. I think this franchise was obviously thinking it was time to move on. And, and this coaching staff, I just don't feel like him and the coaching staff got, you know, they just didn't get along. They didn't mesh. Um, I think Bruce Arians wanted a different attitude. Um, and that's why they did what they did. Obviously they tried to trade him. Didn't work out. Um, but, you know, going back to 2010 when Joe McCoy and, uh, was in the draft, I mean, we, me and you were both very high on him. I thought he was a very perfect fit for what this defense at the time wanted to do. He's mm-hmm. a he's a great three technique, um, one of the best defensive tackles in the game. Uh, can really you know disrupt uh, the pocket. He can disrupt the the line of scrimmage with his his jumping the gaps and, and mm-hmm. et cetera. But yeah, I mean a heck of a career for for the Bucks, and um, I think he's going to continue to have great success wherever he goes. Um, but yeah, I mean, thankful for his contribution on the field and off the field. I think he was, he was definitely bigger off the field. I mean, he just, the impact that he made off the field was, was really, uh, remarkable. I mean, unfortunately, uh, the success on the field wasn't as great. Again, he had a lot of individual accolades. I think it was what, six time pro bowler, um, you know, had a lot of all pro teams, but yeah, I mean, it yeah, just, first one team, first time All Pro, and six Pro Bowls. Yeah, so I mean, he's a hell of a player, and it's just unfortunate he didn't have much around him for the most time he was here. A lot of coaching changes, uh, so that you know that in itself didn't lead to a lot of winning seasons, and uh, you know that's that's the sad part. But again, he was a great player um, for the Bucks, and then you know off the field, his his charity work and what he's he did to give back to the community. 
Um, just an overall stand-up guy, very nice. And I think you know most of the flack that he got is just a lot of people um, compared him to Warren Sapp, which which was unfair. And he he was never going to be Warren Sapp again. Different type of players. Um, you know, McCoy was you know more finesse and didn't really win with power, but he had the ability to just quickness and off the ball um, make plays behind the backfield. So. I mean, it was, it was a good career, and, um, you know, I wish them the best going forward. And, again, this is the tough part of the business. I mean, you got to make the best moves for your organization, and I think that's what the Bucks are doing right now, getting the right fit for this defense that's going to help them going forward. Yeah, so all those points I agree with. Yes, I'm going to start my own self saying in the community he was an amazing guy. Yeah. Like, he yeah. was very likable. Mm-hmm. He was all over the place pretty much, and yeah. he – very very likable guy like the person really was a really nice guy that i have nothing against him as a person mm-hmm. but to be honest bruce Arians was right his he's a player based off of his get off and his speed mm-hmm. pretty much so just his get off right and if your get off is getting slower obviously you're not going to be a fit anymore or just for me typically i've been saying it all off season mm-hmm. he's not fit for this defense right he's a prototypical 4-3-3 technique and you literally build around that that's why when we got him and he was in his prime and he was he was awesome Mm -hmm. he was an elite off the snap and you he would time it before it was even snapped or be immediately at the same time Mm -hmm. like he was dirty i'm not gonna argue that at all like he was an elite player it's slowing down and this is the time to I would have would have hoped it for a trade, but mm-hmm. obviously no one wanted that cap number either. Right. So we got rid of him. Why? Because we're moving in a new direction, which is a three four. Like we would, we're talking all off season again mm-hmm. with Jess Root. It's three defensive defensive tackles that think stop the run first and then get after the quarterback after. Mm-hmm. McCoy is not that at all. It's get after the quarterback at all. That's all. Is option one, two, three to t- to ten is. Mm-hmm. Okay. So to me, it just didn't fit. Plus, Arians is saying these things, just the whole vibe. Then you have all all the guys we had on the show. We're all saying, yeah, I think McCoy's done. It's gone. And mm-hmm. he made it obvious from the last game, like you said. Yeah. He's like, yeah, I don't know. Well, there's been, there, there'll be better days. He put like posting pictures of like it's rainy and mm-hmm. he was waving by and looking all sad. Yeah. He probably knew himself, okay, this coaching staff is gone. And he probably knew there was rumblings of who the next guy would be. Right. And if it's a 3-4 guy that, Obviously, that's not fitting to what he does best. Yeah. Plus the selection of Vita Vea, I think. Yeah. You know, and they obviously wanted, you know, he was going to be the eventual replacement anyway for Joe McCoy. And, you know, I think that's why they went to a 3-4 because they saw, you know, what they had um, currently. And they said, okay, maybe a 3-4 is what best fits this roster right now because we don't have the elite, you know, edge rushers on the team. No, And, and to, to that... So th- there was all this all over Twitter. The mm-hmm. Bucks Twitter was everyone was so upset they got rid of McCoy. I don't know how they didn't see this coming. Right. Like it's. I mean, you have the financial you know, side of it. You yeah. Know, and that that played a big part. Yeah. The of business it. side of it. Yeah. Was obvious. Yeah, and that was a huge factor of it. I mean, the thirteen million against the cap. You know, the Bucks unfortunately are, are a little cap strapped right now, and they needed financial flexibility, um, and that played a big part in it. I don't think McCoy wanted to take a pay cut. Um, and, you know, especially, you know, he wants to win now and, um, he's looking for a contender, um, as we speak. And I think, you know, it just, I think he was just ready to move on. I mean, he's just, he's just not ready for, um, to play in a system where he, he really doesn't know if he's going to be successful or not. You know, you're playing defensive end and, um, you're farther away from the football, you know, and that's another thing that's going to hurt him. You know, he's better when he's over the guard. And so, you know, he he wasn't. As versatile and as multiple as whose replacement's going to be in right, Sue, right? How multiple Vita Vea is like yeah. he was a three technique. Like if he's farther away from the ball, he's not going to be as effective. Right. And I don't think he would have been able to play the nose. He just can't. He's not stout against the run. Right. And I've seen that multiple times in tape. So I just don't think he was multiple enough. He wasn't versatile enough. Mm-hmm. His snap jump off the snap was getting slower. Mm-hmm. He isn't a power player. And that's what this three-four defensive scheme front yeah. wanted. And I think you know Todd Bowles. He he speaks about it all the time. He's like you know versatility and and being able to do multiple things um, from a position standpoint. I think was critical. And you look at all the additions that they've made this offseason. 
it's all about flexibility. It's all about guys being able to do more than just one thing. Um, you look at you know all the draft picks. They can all do multiple things, and I think that is something that they wanted. You look at the additions they made on defense with Shaq Barrett, the same thing. I mean, he can do multiple things. He can play on the line or he can you know play as a linebacker, same thing as you know NASAP and, and others. Um, Vita Vea, all he can play all the defensive line positions. Um, same thing with Ndamukong Sue, who they signed today. Um, he can play everywhere. So that that's a huge bonus, um, and that's something that they wanted. Again, it's going to be an attacking defense, but these guys have to be able to um, create space for others. And I think that's where you get into the Devin White conversation of him blitzing, Levante David, et cetera. You know, that's how they're going to manufacture pressure um, going forward. Yeah, and then before – I move on to this next question. So, mm-hmm. I looked up most sacks in Bucks history. Gerald McCoy is third out of all Buccaneers behind Warren Sapp. Obviously, everyone's mm-hmm. going to say he's the best one, mm-hmm. and Simeon Rice. Yeah. So, and Gerald McCoy in 123 games has 54 and a half sacks with the Bucks. Mm-hmm. That's where okay. This is where this question's going to get. So, Simeon Rice has 69 and a half. I know he's not a defensive tackle. He's an edge rusher. Right. But he did that 69 and a half in 87 games. Right. So, fuzzy math. That's like 30, 40, <laughs> something more games, right? Than yeah. Gerald McCoy. Yeah. And he has almost 15 more. Mm-hmm. So, that's fuzzy math, guys, okay? <laughs> so, this brings me to this question. Is Gerald McCoy considered a great player? Because that was another big heated thing yeah. on Buck's Twitter was – Oh, Joe McCoy should be the top, what five or some or someone said top ten player in Bucks uh-huh. history. Yeah. Now, now that I'm thinking about it and seeing that, mm-hmm. well, where do you think about it first before I start talking? I I think he I think he is a great player for what he did. I mean, with the Bucks and what he was surrounded by, um, I think he did a lot of great things. Um, again, I don't think. He wasn't a trans a transcendent player. I would I would say that. So, I mean, he's not. I don't think he's first ballot Hall of Famer. Um, but I think. Or is he a Hall of Famer? Is he a Hall of Famer? Oh, as far as just getting in. Yeah. I think he'll get in. Yeah, I think he'll get in. Um, but yeah, I just I don't. I look at it because I look at it from other perspectives. As far as you know, Simeon Rice had Warren Sapp for at least a few years. Then he also had, you know, some other great talents like, um, you know, Chris Hovan. Uh, he just had help. I mean, he had guys around him. But at the same time, you look at Joe McCoy, um, didn't really have much around him besides maybe Michael Bennett. Uh, you know, he had JPP last year. But, I mean, he had a lot of changes. Well, he only had six sacks with JPP and NASA around him. Yeah, but then again, you look at J- what, you look at what JPP did. I mean, he had twelve sacks maybe because of Jeremy McCoy, you know, helping him out. So, um, you know, I just look at it from just overall changes. He also missed the first two seasons of his career pretty yeah. much, uh, so that hurts. I mean, if he has more games, maybe he has mm-hmm. you know as just as many sacks as Simeon Rice. Uh, so all those things play in a factor. But overall, looking at his career, I think he was a he was pretty great for what he did for the for the Bucks. I mean, if he wasn't on the team during that time, you know, the Bucks could have a lot more losses um on the field. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I mean, I'm gonna say this. Was he a great defensive tackle? Mm-hmm. He was a great three technique. Yeah. Was he a great amongst the whole NFL? There was there's spurts where he was. Mm-hmm. But to me, like looking at it in a hole. Okay, so mm-hmm. he never had a double digit sack season. Right. That that's pretty strong to me. I mm-hmm. mean, that's you got to have one of those to be yeah. one of the greats at defensive tackle, mm-hmm. especially three technique. I mean, the, the defense is built around what you're doing. Right. Um, I mean, then but then again, you look at a comparable difference. So he had 54 and a half sacks in 123 games. Mm-hmm. Chidi Ahana too. So for the Bucks fans who actually have been Buck fans for a while, know that name. Mm-hmm. He played 121 games. He was never a great player. Right. He was like a role player. He did well at times. Mm-hmm. It was fun to always call his name. He only had 34 and a half. Yeah. So McCoy had 20 more sacks. He only played two more games. So yeah. that's, I mean, that shows he was a really damn good player. Mm-hmm. 
great. I'm, I don't know if I'm going to give him the great card. Yeah, that's if he Is he in the top 10 of Bucks defenders? It's, uh, I may say, I mean, because we're still, mm. we're not that old of a franchise. Right. Okay. It, <laughs> I mean, there's people way older than us. Or mm-hmm. not people, teams way older. And then like, then I was looking, I was like, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. So Leroy Selman, everyone had him so high. Mm-hmm. He had 23 sacks in 121 games. Oh. So I'm like, whoa, I, I didn't even know that. Yeah. That's that. Yeah. And everyone sees him as the top 10 easy. Yes, he's most memorable and like what, first Hall of Fame mm-hmm. guy. Yeah. But no one really looks at that. I couldn't believe that. I was like, whoa. Yeah. He's Hall of Famer. So maybe it was, I don't know. But mm-hmm. I see him as he was a hell of a good player. I loved him when he came out of college. I was I was like his same age. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And I was like, hell yeah, this is, this is going to be the start. Him and Brian Price are going to be a tag team. Right. Brian Price, everyone knows, hopefully everyone knows, hips went to shit. Yeah. That combination just went to hell. Um, yeah. And McCoy was the lone guy. Mm-hmm. And yeah, maybe it was he didn't have anything around him, but... And they, and they tried. They tried yeah. to get they tried to get things around him. They they did it in the first two years. They added Brian Price. They added Daquan Bowers. They added Adrian Claiborne. Yeah. So they tried to put something together around him. It just it fell apart. Yeah. Coaching staffs fell apart, and it, it just didn't work out. Um, but I, I can see your point. I think he was great for what he did. But I also add in to what he did overall... Um, from the community to yeah, that's huge. You, you know on the field, so that's why I put him in the great because his impact for the fans in this community I think was was pretty great, and I, that's why I, I would put him in that level. Good, good point. Yeah, good point. All right, and now let's move on. So yeah, Jeremy McCoy mm. loved his time here. Yeah. I'm not I'm not going to bash at all. Like no, I was just we'll still be we'll still be fans yeah. of Jeremy McCoy, and I wish yeah. him the best. Um, I saw he's going to visit Cleveland tomorrow, and I, I hope he signs there. I think that'd be a fun fit. Um, yeah, it's, that's a four-three team turn going from a three-four to a four-three. Right, get your three-tech. Yeah, I, I know that uh, quote came out of uh, Miles, Garrett. Miles Garrett saying, yeah. "Oh no, we're good." Uh huh. Yeah, I don't think you realize what a three technique is in mm. a four-three. They have a hell of a line. I mean, they added um, they added Sheldon Richardson uh, this offseason. They also had Larry. Oh, maybe that's why. Yeah, <laughs> they have uh, Larry. I don't I don't know how to pronounce his last name. Yeah, yeah, he's really good. You know, and then on the opposite side, I think they have Oliver Vernon. You know, with Miles Garrett, so they have a hell of a front four, front seven. So, but yeah, I mean McCoy. I mean, he had a great run. Again, this is a business. It's a very tough business. This is the sad part of it. You know, players just, they don't last on one team forever. and um, Not for long. Yeah. And now he's got a, a great opportunity to go to a team that he feels can compete for a championship. And I, I hope he has some success. I hope he can make it to the playoffs and at and, and least, you know, see what that is like. Yeah. I mean, he hasn't yeah. had one game in the playoffs. Right. <laughs> so, I mean, I hope nothing but the best for him. He he never really bashed. He, he just... Losing gets to a guy, okay? Mm-hmm. He, he never really lost. He was in Oklahoma. So right. he didn't know what losing was, and he did nothing but lose here. Mm-hmm. So I, I I can feel him, especially if you're a competitor and you want to win. And one guy can't do it. This is why it's the ultimate team game. Right. But McCoy, love you for what you did, everything here. But good luck where you go. Now let's move. It, to me, it was a business, mm-hmm. extreme business decision and new scheme and new yep. – Game plan for where they wanted to go. Yep. But with that said, we're going to move on to not 24 hours later. Yeah. <laughs> not even. Uh, they named their – they're going to finalize a deal with Ndamukong Sue, which mm-hmm. ended up happening today, what, right. three, four hours ago. Mm-hmm. And now Ndamukong Sue is your replacement for Gerald McCoy. Yep, yep. Your they, initial thoughts. Yeah, I mean, they signed uh, Ndamukong Sue today, a uh, one-year deal, $10 million, up to $10 million. Um, basically a 9.25 million base and he has incentives to earn up to 10 million, which I think is a fair deal. Um, so you end up saving about, uh, 3.375 roughly <laughs> million, uh, enough to sign the rookies. Yeah. Enough to or sign Devin White. Yeah. They have enough to, to sign all the rookies now. So, um, and again, they're probably going to make a roster move here shortly. Um, I think they have to wait till, Sue probably gets back from his trip uh, from France. France. So we'll probably have a, you know official press conference probably sometime next week. Um, but yeah, I mean, I I like the move. I think looking at this scheme and looking at what Sue did last year for 
um, Aaron Donald and Aaron Donald being able to get 20 and a half sacks. Now, granted, Aaron Donald is probably the best defensive player in the league right now and has been for some time. But you look at the impact that Sue was able to make just for, you know, causing double teams and he, he's a, he grabs attention. Um, he's he's a, a massive man. Yeah. He's, a, he's a guy that you have to pay attention to or else he's going to be in your backfield quite often. And I think, that is something that you know fits this defense. Basically, the Rams and the Bucks are going to be running similar defenses. Um, you know, Todd Bowles is very similar to what Wade Phillips does out there in the in the Rams defense. So it makes sense. I mean, the guy, I, you're not going to probably see him get as many sacks. Um, probably not as good of a pass rusher as McCoy is, but he does a lot of things very good. Um, his ability to stop the run is outstanding. Uh, ability to make tackles. I mean, this guy is a guy that is very impactful, um, making a lot of tackles. Um, again, he'll have games where maybe he doesn't have any stats, but he's making impact um, consistently whenever he's on the field. And that's another thing I think that Bruce Arians really wanted and he cares about is durability. And this guy is always on the field. Um, so that was a big thing. He never misses games. And just the overall toughness and attitude, I think that's what they were looking for in Sue, and I think that's what they're going to get. And uh, I like it. I think this is going to be great. Him and Vita Vea, I mean, that's going to be that's going to be fun to watch and see what happens. Wow. Yeah. Right. I mean, so I have a lot to say about this one. <laughs> so I thought it would be. I think I didn't think it was possible we'd get Sue. Right. Hey, right? You'd think he'd be gone right. by now. Yeah. Um, but again, gone it, by now. He's a good play. He's a really good player. Yeah. Um, like, I, I I didn't think he'd even want to be here because right. we're not a winning team. We just came from the Rams that mm-hmm. went, went to the Super Bowl. Right. Yeah. Like, why would you want to come to the the Bucks? Why? Just because no mm-hmm. income state tax? Like, yeah. Tell me that's the only reason why. But. Well, apparently or he wanted, wanted to coach Todd Bowles. Yeah, I mean, but okay, that's what but I was still, say. why didn't you go to the Jets last year? <laughs> if you love the player that much, I know the Jets are bad, but still, what? Mm-hmm. That that's another big question. Mm-hmm. Did Levante just say, "Oh, come with me over here"? I mm-hmm. mean, I don't, I don't know, hundred percent, but those are just reasons people are saying. But I mean, to me, perfect fit for what we want to run. I mean, he's a massive, big boy, right? Power game. You can't move him. He's stout. He's stocky everywhere. And he's 6'4", 300 and something pounds. Mm-hmm. He's just built bigger. He doesn't have the get-off McCoy has, obviously. but the, And he doesn't... Everyone keeps saying he has really long arms. He, he has 33 and a half inch arms. They're not long. He's just powerful. Mm-hmm. He has massive 10 and almost and a half inch hands. Right. So he controls the man in front of him, pretty much. He can push him back with ease. Mm-hmm. He's controlling the line at the... What is it called? The... Point of attack. Point of attack. Mm-hmm. And that's what we need in this defense. Yeah. And push people back, get that inside pressure to cause pressure up the gut so the quarterback has to run out to the outside. That's mm-hmm. what we've heard all offseason. Right. That's why the edge rushers get numbers because of the inside pressure. So, mm-hmm. like you were saying earlier, he's going to draw doubles. He's going to just, by sheer size, command attention mm-hmm. so that what's going to happen? The gaps for... Devin White, Levante right. David are going to wide open, get wide open. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to have the blitzers like Dan Buchanan or right. Mike Edwards or whoever wants to blitz mm-hmm. is going to be open. Yeah, And this is why we're like, holy crap, if you get Devin White, mm-hmm. I almost want Dexter Lawrence to mm-hmm. have a big body to help. We just got a big body. Right. And now he doesn't have to learn. Mm-hmm. He knows everything. He's played in a defense that's similar to this. Right. And he can play the nose. He can play the three-tech. He can play the five-tech. He can be out wide. Mm. He does everything. Yep. Yeah, he doesn't have a get-off, but guess what? He can also maul anyone that's in front of him. Mm. And he's going to command double teams. So does Vita Vea. So what the hell is going to happen for our outside edge rushers mm. or our blitzers over the middle? Easy access. Yeah. So my And then also I have to read these because everyone's saying, oh, we just this is shit. We just got worse. <laughs> so... I just got to put the numbers in like these people that say numbers never lie. So we're comparing McCoy and Dominican Sue. Sue has 185 more tackles mm-hmm. than Jerome McCoy. Again, that plays into the part where I said, Jerome McCoy is a three tech. He shoots gaps. He's looking to get after the quarterback option one to 10. Mm-hmm. So obviously he's not thinking stop the run. This scheme does want that. Sue has 185 more. He's 481 to 296. Mm-hmm. 
Massive difference, okay? Um, QB hits. All right, then again, it's... Yeah, McCoy missed almost a whole season. So, or he didn't miss damn near a whole season combined. So, QB hits, 140 to 166. Again, Ndamukong Sue wins that. Pro Bowls, Sue has one less. But the thing is, it's just, the game's played. Obviously, it's McCoy, 85.4% of his career has been played. Mm-hmm. Sue's missed, what, one, two games. Yep. Uh, I mean, those are big. And then sacks, everyone's like, oh, we just went down. Because of the, the missed season, okay, 54.5 to 56 for Sue. So, I mean, the numbers are very comparable besides when you look at the tackles. Mm-hmm. And that's because Sue racks him up because he's just in the way. Yeah. He's stopping you from getting where you need to go. Yeah. McCoy would shoot a gap and leave a wide-ass open hole. That can't happen in this defense. It just couldn't. And I think that's why Arians was like, okay, eh, yeah. that ain't going to work. Plus, you're getting slower. No, we, we need to have guys dedicated to a scheme. Sue already played this last year. I mean, I think it's a good, good Damn near perfect fit. Yeah, I, I think, you know, the whole comparison with McCoy and Sue, I don't think it's really a fair comparison because I think they're both different players. Um, you know, Sue r- wins with power. He's a power player. Uh, he's a guy that, you know, he can, like you said, control his man. McCoy has to get by his man with speed and quickness. That That's his game. He has to um, evade blockers. He's not a guy that's going to hold blockers up and, you know, find a, a direction to go and then shed the block and go make the tackle. Sue is that kind of guy that he can hold the guy up, and then he can see where the ball is going and go make the play. Um, so there are different styles of, of players. I, you know, Sue has he's a little bit longer, um, and he just has he's, – he's got the, uh, the power game. And just his versatility position-wise, him able to play anywhere across the defensive line, I think makes him a great fit. Um, and then this defense, we talked about it on our last episode – they have to be really disciplined in, in space because you're covering more ground um, pretty much in this defense because there's less, you know, you don't have a, a usual standard front four. You know, you have your linebackers, you know, as your outside guys holding the edge. So those interior mm-hmm. guys on the three inside guys have to be really good as far as making sure they're holding what they need to do, you know, holding those guys up or getting disruption um, into the backfield. So that's important. Um, and that's why I think, you know, you go to what Mark said about jumping the gaps, you know, if that gap is jumped and then if it's not followed up with someone else behind that gap, you know, you could have problems. And we saw that last year where, you know, there were some couple big runs because of that. So, you know, we, I think it's, I think it's a good fit. I, I like it. Um, I don't, I'm not going to say it's an upgrade. I just think, for what the Bucks want a to lateral do. move, yeah, and for what the Bucks want to do defensively, I think it's very smart, you know. And bringing in a guy that is still relatively young, thirty-two years old, um, and can still play at a high level. I mean, he's coming off a pretty good season, and I think in the playoffs, um, he really showed what he's capable of. I mean, he had really good numbers, and uh, I, I expect him to continue to do so. Um, but I think what he's going to do most importantly is help our other guys, and that's Vita Vea. Mm-hmm. You know, guys like that are going to get confidence and really become, you know, even better. Uh, so that's going to that's going to help us out tremendously. Well, then, like you said, so Aaron Donald went from his career high before that, I believe, was eleven sacks, right, to he, twenty and a half he, when you play next to Sue. He doubled it. Well, yeah. let's see what happens when Sue's gone now, and it's just Aaron Donald. Does he drop back down to eleven? Was mm-hmm. that an outlier? Right. Because it, it was just that year he went off, or mm-hmm. is it because Sue was helping him drawing attention too? Yeah. Because I mean. Sue's a massive man. If he falls on you, you could get hurt. Just be honest. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I mean, let's see what happens. Yeah, you made the point. Oh, let's see if Vita Vea gets 10 sacks now because oh, of yeah. this. Yeah. Like, it and, very well could right? happen. And Vita Vea is not a speed guy like Aaron Donald. He's just mm-hmm. powered the same as Sue. Right. But we just saw last year. I mean, there was times where I would see Vita Vea doing way more mm-hmm. pressure, more get off, more just moves. Mm-hmm. And more attention to him than I even saw from McCoy. So it's like, right? You you would see that those trends starting to happen. Okay, one's one guy's going down, the other one's looking like he's balling out, mm-hmm. like he's getting the game. The game's clicking, and it looks like we're building around that right now. We're, we're yeah. Right? I mean, I, I'll look at it this way: you you put Vita Vea and you put Sue together, you know, side by side. Those two guys are gonna draw double teams. I mean, you have to double one or the other. 
And, you know, this is going to give the opportunity for a Vita Vea to have more one-on-ones. And we see what happens when he gets one-on-one matchups. Most of the time yeah. he's, he's winning those matchups. Yeah. Um, whether he's – it doesn't end in a sack, but he's causing pressure in the backfield or making a play behind the line of scrimmage. So it it's going to be a, a positive thing. And you have – you know, you have those two guys drawing attention. That's going to leave your outside guys that can can cause havoc around the edge. They should be able to make plays. You know, this is great news for Shaq Barrett, Noah Spence, Carl Nassib. Um, now you have Anthony Nelson. Well, even even Will Golston. You know, guys like that. It, it's going to help them uh, tremendously. Yeah, I mean, I I on and then there's another point I wanted mm-hmm. to make. So I was I got a whole bunch of video on Andomikin Sue. I didn't want to jinx it and put them all out early and then because yeah. he wasn't signing it. And I was right. like, well, let me hold off. <laughs> so that's going to be coming out either tonight or tomorrow. Mm-hmm. The, the man's disruptive, okay? Like, yeah. amazing in the run. I, they would put him out wide. They even, even put him out wide nine. Yeah. And like, it's ridiculous for a man that size. Imagine him on a tight end. Yeah, he's okay? going to win. The tight end doesn't have a chance. It's like a paper paper clip in front of him. He's ran over him. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, he's good. He's still playing at a high level. Right. He's still power. Power will last before speed. Mm-hmm. Okay? Speed's going to go before power goes away. Exactly. He's still a strong ass man. He's going to put up in the run game. He's going to make guys around him better. And that's what we wanted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not, he's not better than McCoy because McCoy, cause that, that was something that someone said on Twitter was saying that, Oh, McCoy's a better player than Sue. You got to, it, it depends on what you're looking at. Right. Who's the better run stopper? Mm-hmm. Sue, hands down. Mm-hmm. Hands down. Right. Who's a better pass rusher? Yes, McCoy. Way better get off. Way better pass rush arsenal. Like, Sue doesn't have a spin move. <laughs> I mean, McCoy can do things. Right. So, it, I'm not downing him at all. He's a better pass rusher. But the better run stopper, better fit for this scheme, I think is Ndamukong Sue. And Sue, you- dude. <laughs> and he, 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 one last point. I mean, you got to look at it this way too. This this defense is dictated on team, you know, and they have to. You have to have a lot of pieces working as one. I guess that's for all defenses. But my point is, Sue has that ability to. He just makes other guys around him better, and not saying McCoy doesn't do that, but. In this defense, I think Sue is just he's just a better fit. And like we said, I mean, he can just do multiple things and he's gonna help these other guys, especially you look at your first round pick. I mean, you're showing a lot of support by getting a guy like Sue because Devin White is now gonna be able to do a lot of things running free, you know, up the middle and, and maybe coming around the outside as well. So that's that's a big bonus. Um but yeah, I, I like the move, and and we'll see what they do from here going forward. I think there's going to be still some roster moves that have to be made. Obviously, they have to cut um, a guy for Sue's roster spot, but it's going to be interesting. Also, oh, we didn't talk about that, but we did pick up uh, Jordan Leggett, yeah, uh, the tight end from the Jets. But we'll get into that a little bit later. But yeah, I mean, overall, um, I, I like it. I like what they're doing, and again, they're putting this scheme first and really putting all the talent they can get, you know, that's going to be best for this scheme that they want to do. And that's what good teams do. You look, look at the Patriots, look at the Rams, all yeah. those guys. That's what they do. I mean, and I'm not going to act like this is, oh, this is, they're, they already know what they're doing, mm-hmm. but think about it. It's like the Patriots getting rid of Richard Seymour, Vince Wilfork, like all these guys before, mm-hmm. before they're done, done. Right, right. I mean, McCoy's not done. Yeah. He, he still has a couple of years left, like three, four years, I mm-hmm. would think. Mm-hmm. But, we're getting rid of him because of money, because of it's better for the team and for the scheme. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, let's see in the long run. I mean, everyone's going to compare the sacks he gets to Sue's sacks this year. That's <laughs> stupid. Don't yeah. do that. Yeah. McCoy, I can already probably tell you, is going to get more unless he gets hurt. Mm-hmm. So, don't do not do that, guys. I mean, yeah. look at every, the team as a, a whole. Yeah. Yeah, and, the main thing is just wins. I mean, if, if Sue's going to help us in getting wins, then you know, that's the main thing. You know, that's what we care about. Again, it's not all on him to do that, but this is going to help the defense the most. Then that's why they did it, you know. And you know, we have a very young secondary, um, and you got a very experienced group up up on the front seven, and mixed in with some rookies. You know, they have to be good up front, and that's 
you know, that's very important. And I think Sue's going to help him do that. And you add in some pieces, hopefully you can get JPP back in the middle of the season. Yeah. And then, man, you got a, you got a hell of a rotation there. Yeah. And before we go on to the next thing, it just, just picture that D line mm-hmm. of outside linebacker. You got Nassib, six, seven, two seventy. Then you have Ndamukong Sue, massive, six, four, three, ten, whatever, but he's just bigger mm-hmm. in person. Vita Vea in the middle. Yeah. Massive. Yep. A cannonball. Will Will Golston. Will Golston, sorry. Mm-hmm. Another big boy. And yep. they're telling him gain some weight, gain a little bit of weight. And then you can have on big sets, put Anthony Nelson out there. Mm-hmm. Another six seven. Mm-hmm. All that length and size you have on yep. the field. Bo Allen. Jeez. Bo Allen, no, yeah. Really. Noches, roaches, or whatever. Yeah, so that, there's so much size <laughs> yeah. on the team right now. And then, yeah, you have your speed guys and Spence and Barrett. But, mm-hmm. I mean, think about this. The, the line just got massive. I mean, I, I like I like where the, the direction. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of people are down about it. Just see it as a business first. I mean, because I want to win. Yeah. We, we, we've been losing so long. The drama's out now. Yeah. Now everyone wants to be on the team. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's anyone else that's there's drama. Right. So let's move forward. Mm-hmm. Right. So, and with that, now let's go on to like what you were talking about the uh, the Roblox talk at gmail.com mm-hmm. where people can reach us, send yeah. your voice memos and questions. So, Tommy Travis, huge fan of the show, love him, keep sending your stuff. Um, he sent us a voice memo. Let's hear what he had to say. It's about the Sioux signing. And was he happy or was he sad? Let's check it out. Hey, what's going on, guys? It's Tommy at All Hands Galley on Twitter. We have officially signed Sue after releasing Joe McCoy on Monday. And now we have officially signed Sue over an hour ago. And you can tell by the tone in my voice, I don't know how I feel about this situation. It's kind of like a Band-Aid that just got ripped off, and I'm like, ah. Still hurts a little bit. But it is what it is. It is a business at the end of the day. Time heals all wounds. And, uh, you know, maybe it is, you know, if we get a championship out of this, then, you know, we'll be looking back on the situation thinking different tune. But, you know, it is what it is, what it is right now. Um, the Sioux situation... My take it is my take on it is that we signed Sue to help Vita Vea get nastier in the trenches and stay nasty consistently in the trenches. That's just my take on the situation. I don't know about. Um, I'd love to hear what y'all have to say about that, um, and hear have to hear what everybody else has to say on it. Um, that's just my take on it personally. I'll keep it short and sweet with that. Um, have a good one, guys. Peace. Yeah. So. It sounds like he was just one of the, the fans that were just really big on Joe McCoy getting cut mm. and then how fast it was that Sue got the replacement. And then his, his point of, yeah, giving the nastiness to Vita Vea. Mm. I can see that. I mean, yeah. I can see, because he is, and then that's another part. Mm-hmm. So, and thank you, Tommy. Yeah. Like, keep sending them. And then he had more things about the Patrick Peterson. I'll talk about that later. But mm-hmm. on this big signing, it is a huge signing. I mean, yes, be sad that McCoy's gone, but it was writing on the wall. Everyone knew it. Mm. If you didn't, I don't know what you were looking at. <laughs> um, but Sue is is not he's not washed up. He's still a damn good player. I can see the nastiness with Vita Vea because, yeah, early in the season, what Jason Light had to say, like, no, just go. Mm. Just be aggressive. Do yeah. it. Yeah. So maybe Sue's going to be firing his ass, saying, no, let's go run this shit. We're the two biggest guys in the field. Let's go. I hope that's what's going to happen. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I think, you know, there's this could be good for Vita. And, um, you know, I think, you know, Sue's attitude and just his, his vibe, I think, is going to rub off on the team. And I think that's another big thing. I think Bruce Arians wanted to change the attitude up front. And you can already see that with how he's coaching these, these guys on the team now. And uh, he wants these guys to be nasty and, and physical and, um, that's one of his mantras, you know, play physical, smart, fast. Um, and that's, that's what they're going to do. Um, and Sue does that. And I think they want that from Vita Vea as well. And I think Vita, um, like we said earlier, I mean, he's going to benefit. Um, he's going to get more one-on-ones. Uh, this is going to be a good thing for him, uh, going forward. And then 
I agree. I want to talk about everyone's hate of Sue's aggressive mentality on the field. Mm-hmm. I don't get it. I think I, I consider it this. This is the type of guy you hate when he's not on your team, but when he's on your team, you love him. Right. So I compared it like with Mike Smith when he was a Falcons head coach. I hated that mm-hmm. bastard. I wanted to punch him in the face. So him screaming at the refs, like always getting on the field. I mean, get the hell off the field. Mm-hmm. Or like how Tom Brady, he always went in the damn games. You know he's going to come back. Like just, I don't know who other guy, what other guys. Like it just mm-hmm. guys where they just, you just hate. You yeah. love to hate him. Yeah. I think James Harrison would be the same. James Harrison. Yeah. Uh, Vontez Perfect. Yeah. Like, guys like that. Like Perfect's probably a little more extreme. Yeah. But, that, but he's literally intentionally trying to hurt people. Right. So he's not doing that. Right. Exactly. He had one incident, I believe, where I think it was Evan Smith. Yeah. He he stepped on. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Where, he, yeah. like, he, what, he got a sack and he got up and just stomped down. Mm-hmm. And he didn't look down. He just probably stomped to be an ass but mm-hmm. i think he, he's one of those guys that once he's on the field a light switches just flips up yeah, and he just turns into a monster yeah. and that's just his mindset and it helps him be successful uh and then when he's off the field i mean he's a completely different guy uh i think he's i think he's a nice guy off the field he does a lot of charity work um i mean the guy's a good dude i think once he gets on the field Again, that's just the way he has to play to be successful. Um, you look at J.J. Watt. He's an example of it. Um, com- completely nice guy off the field. But when he's on that field, I mean, the dude's a monster. I mean, he flips the switch. Same thing with Aaron Donald, all these guys. Mm-hmm. you To play the position that they do and you're going up against 300-pound linemen that are – you know, just as strong. I mean, you got to have some psycho in you. You got to have some craziness in you. Um, you you have to be a little strange. You have to be a little offset. Uh, you look at Von Miller and the success that he has. I mean, he's a little crazy on the field, and he has to be to be that damn good. Simeon Rice, Warren Sapp, all these guys, they are a little crazy. They are a little, you know, out there, and they had to be to be what they became, um, and that's what Sue has to do. I. I completely, mm-hmm. completely agree. And then people were like, oh, mm-hmm. the penalties he's going to get because he's hitting people late. It wasn't that often. Right. It's just, it's just the thing is that he's so damn big. When he hits you, you're going to ragdoll. Yeah. Okay. It's just going to happen. Mm-hmm. But what about the times when freaking McCoy is jumping off sides <laughs> often? Right. Those are times where those are penalties. Mm-hmm. Okay, guys. I mean, or the times where he shoots a, a McCoy shot a gap in the, the wide ass hole that. Mm-hmm. Goes for 25, 30 yards down the field for a run. Like, right. So there's a give and take. Mm-hmm. Sue has a lot of good still. Are we going to be shit on? And maybe this is the year where he regresses big time because he's older? I don't know. Mm-hmm. No one knows that. No one knows the future of that. Right. But from what I see on tape from last year in, the, in a 3 4 similar defensive scheme, he did damn well. Mm-hmm. And he played all over the field. Right. And I think Todd Bowles can coach him up and play him in the right positions to make him. Do what he needs to do. Mm-hmm. Maybe he is really wanting to come here for that defensive scheme. I hope so. Mm-hmm. But I can only see based off what tape I've seen, and he's still got it. Yeah. And yeah, I think sure. I will take one penalty where he's just going all out. Not where he's trying to be nasty, but where he's just trying to go all out and get to there, mm-hmm. get to the quarterback, get to the, the, the ball carrier or something. Yeah. And it's a bullshit flag in my opinion. Not like he was being an asshole. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean that—that's everyone's takes. I mean, yeah. everyone has their own take. I mean, I'm not going to be just full-on positive buck move. I, I'd blatantly say if it was stupid or not, mm-hmm. but I like it a lot. Yeah, yeah, I think it's a good move. And again, we'll we'll see how it plays out. You know, going forward, there's still a long way to go um, to the season. Um, we have to continue to pray that you know this team stays healthy. Um, you know, you already see injuries around the league and, and practice and. That's, you know, that's the tough thing about these OTAs. I mean, these guys are already getting hurt, um, you know, and there's a reason why they're voluntary uh, because of that. You, you you see, like, and it's kind of ironic that, you know, JPP got hurt the way he did. And, mm-hmm. you know, so that, I mean, that stinks. Um, but, yeah, I mean, just got to hope they stay healthy and um, still a long way to go process. It's it, You just got to wait and see how it plays out and really build this team and, that's what these guys are doing right now. The coaching staff, they're really finding out, you know, 
what the strengths are of each player, and that's why they're cross-training them at different positions and, and seeing what guys have. So uh, I can't wait. I'm ready for training camp already. Again, we're going to get into that slow period of time. Unfortunately, it's coming up soon. Um, I think we have the mandatory mini camp coming up first week of June, and that's pretty much it after that. So, um, But, hey, we'll take it one day at a time. I'm excited about the Sioux addition. I think he's going to bring what we need for this defense, and uh, I expect good things going forward. I, I just expect no runs up the middle. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't think you're going to be able to run against us, and that's a good thing, you know, force this – other teams would be one-dimensional. Um, again, it is a passing league, so they are probably already are one-dimensional. But at the same token, it's good to know that you know teams aren't going to run all over us like they have in the past. Yeah. So I yeah yeah. <laughs> but uh, that leads the injury talk about it. Chef Aaron twenty six on Twitter. He asks again: Is Justin Evans' toe injury becoming more of a concern than we think? Starting to feel like another Beckwith injury. I'm probably paranoid, but this seems. This team's laundry list of weird injuries the last three years makes me nervous. Yeah, I, I think Justin's going to be okay. I think um, I saw somewhere where he was talking to uh, some reporter. I forget which one, but he said he's on the right track. Um, I, I think he's going to be ready to go at least for at least by training camp. I think he's going to be full go. I think he's trying to get in for the mandatory mini camp, which is in a couple weeks. But I think everyone on the team right now is going to be ready for training camp outside of um, JPP, obviously. <laughs> and uh, maybe one, maybe Evan Smith. I'm not sure how far Evan Smith is, but everyone else I think is going to be good to go for training camp. When they said he had both hips done, what did he exactly have done? Are you talking about Evan Smith? Yeah. He had both hips done, right? That's yeah. What they said? yeah. I was working out with the team, but was it, what did he have done? Like a labral tear fix or? I think so. I think it was tear. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm like, damn man's not old at all. Yeah. Holy crap. <laughs> I mean, Brian Price with his hips. Yeah. Jesus guys. Yeah. Um, you hope it's not to that severity. Right. Right. But, but I think again, the... he, he's, he's questionable to make the team either way. That's true. That's true. But I think they would still like to have Evan Smith on the team. I mean, his presence on the Better, offensive yeah. line. So, you know, the um, O-line coach even said he, he likes his leadership in, in that room too. Right, right. So, I mean, we'll see. Um, but I think for the most part, everybody's going to be good to go health-wise. Cam Brate's going to be good, so that's a positive. Um, but, yeah, Justin Evans has competition, so I, I think he wants to get back as, as quickly as he can. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Mike Edwards really has a chance of becoming a starter um, right away uh, alongside Jordan. Or in the rotation. I mean, the way he's playing right now, again, I know it's only shorts, um, but, I mean, he's showing a lot of good things. The The cerebral side of his game is already advanced, and um, I think he could make a good push. Him and uh, Jordan Whitehead could be your starters and be interesting. Uh, yeah. yeah, the training camp will tell all, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I like him as a player. Yes, he's heady. The, you saw that in tape. Yeah. Obviously, the coaching staff is raving about him. They say his body needs to get right, though. I guess he needs to shed a few pounds. Mm-hmm. That this Florida Heat will do it to you. Yeah. Next week's going to be hot as shit, so yeah. he'll probably drop like 5, 10 pounds immediately. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I wanted to also touch on Ryan Nix wrote us an email. Mm-hmm. He was wondering about the contract talks with Dominican Sue. Obviously, we know it now. Was, yeah. He was like saying everyone says $10 million, but that is not much more than McCoy or not much less than McCoy. So how is it? It's got to be less, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, yeah, we got the contract. Talk it was it's incentive based to ten million, but it's like what nine point two? Yeah, nine point two five. Either way, three million. You can sign quality veteran depth mm-hmm. because that's the thing. It's not just oh one great player. Right. It's depth behind that. Mm-hmm. So three million, you can get sign your picks and then even maybe add an additional depth player. Yeah. So yeah. To in the grand scheme, people don't think three three million is a lot of money. Other well, any way you look at it. Mm-hmm. So, but you can sign the. What is the league minimum veteran? Seven fifty. Yeah, seven fifty to over eight hundred. Right. So yeah. I mean, we're not looking for the the starters are pretty much in there already. Yeah. You're looking for the depth. Yeah, right now. I mean, right now they can afford their rookie class, which is important. So they'll be able to sign Devin White. They'll be able to sign Jamal Dean and Mike Edwards. I think that's the remaining rookies left. So they'll be able to get their class signed, and then 
Um, they're going to have to, you know, make some roster moves regardless. Um, they could even restructure some contracts that could be possible with Ali Marpet and Mike Evans if they wanted to, uh, you know, if they want to create more cap space. But I, I assume they'll cut, you know, some guys that maybe they just don't need, you know, obvious candidates, probably Ryan Smith or, or we just talked about him. Evan Smith could be a potential candidate to be cut. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, those are ways to make money uh, and they're going to need some at least – you would like to have some reserve cap going into the season just based off of injuries and stuff that does happen. So uh, we'll see. I think there's going to be a lot of moves going forward. Again, this is always fluid. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's going to be it's going to be exciting to see how this team comes together and and what positions um, you know what kind of rotations you're having at certain spots and and the battles that are going to be going on. Yeah. yeah. And then here's one more question. This is Tommy on the email list. Uh, Tommy asked, this is before the Dominican Sue news. He was asking about the, the Patrick Pearson, okay, who's suspended, but yeah. could that be a trade option because we're going to be in that long road trip and that's when he comes back after it. So would Patrick Pearson be an option to trade for kind of thing? He's just wondering, even though we've drafted these new quarterbacks, mm-hmm. um, they would benefit from his experience immensely pretty much. And mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, now that we have Ndamukong Sue, that's a massive contract. It's probably not likely at all. Yeah, I, so, don't, I don't see it. But the thing is, like, I think he's one of those guys that's going to be a cardinal for yeah. as long as he's under contract. Yeah. Um, same, like, like Larry Fitzgerald, they wanted to keep him. Like, mm-hmm. he's a homer. Mm-hmm. So they're not making business <laughs> decisions anymore, I guess, over there. But, uh, yeah, I just don't. Now it's obviously it's not going to happen. We've got our guys. Like again, we put all that draft capital into it. So let them play. Let the yeah. boys play, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but then, so let's do some rapid fire questions, or okay. not questions, but just hot takes. Okay. So obviously, everyone's Ronald Jones keeps coming up in every little video you hear about of yeah. coaches. Who do you like? Who's showing up? Even Scott Smith said it. So is Ronald Jones? hype real or is it do they just want to say that just to get confidence up or mm-hmm. just say okay we didn't waste a second round pick well again i mean what they're doing right now is in shorts and you know helmets and mm-hmm. there's no pads there's no physical play going on right now so uh i think i texted the other day he he, he caught a ball yeah. which, <laughs> which was great so um yeah i mean i'm excited for him I'm, I'm glad that he's you know getting praise and i think he does need a lot of confidence and i'm glad that he's getting that from the staff and 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 media members um around the team so that's good um it does look like his hands are improving i mean he's making catches um even if it's against air i mean it's just nice to see him look comfortable making the catch uh that's a good thing um looking faster on the field uh, et cetera, et cetera. so that that is a positive, so I'm happy about that. Yeah, me too. Mm-hmm. I mean, it can only go up from where it was last year. Right. Time. Yeah. Like even Arian said, he didn't play at all. Yeah. So how if, do you expect him to get better? If they get anything, what he showed from USC, I mean, that is an added bonus, and mm-hmm. that changes your offense dramatically. Mm-hmm. I mean, if he can become that guy that he was at USC alongside Peyton Barber, I mean, you got a really good backfield. He has straight line speed and that one cut and go mm-hmm. dimension where it's. I mean, yeah. and he Barber has some. Have he has some tackle breaking ability. Yeah. I mean, he can break tackles. I mean, it, when he's confident and running the football like he he can, I mean, the guy's good. Uh, he's got the talent there. Again, it's just about bringing it out and and really mm-hmm. just letting go. And so, hopefully, we see that. <laughs> hopefully, we see that. Yeah, yeah. I'm hoping too. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the VH3 news. There was nothing news. Everyone's yeah. saying, Oh, he he needs to get his mind right or something like that. Everyone's like, oh, God, look, he's going to get cut. He's going to get traded. <laughs> yeah, that ended up just being um, he had some minor injuries. I think um, that's one thing Arians is trying to do with all the players, really get him into a mindset of playing through injuries and being tough. And, uh, you know, really having the right mindset that you have to be out on the field and, and, and just you got to fight through some things. I mean, you're going to have injuries. Was um, that it? I thought it was him saying that um, – He's gonna to have to temper himself and not play as much because because of that injury. I thought it was the other way around. No, I think it was. It was get out there on the field. Yeah, I think hmm. just playing through some things. Um, 
Maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. Yeah, because he did have some nagging injuries, and maybe the coaching staff wanted to hold him out. I'm, I'm not sure. I thought it was him wanting to get out there, and all of a sudden he was like, "Oh no, talk to Hargrave." And then mm-hmm. we thought it was that. Yeah. But then later in an interview, he was saying like, "Oh, he just he has this. We want a number of snaps or something like that." I don't. Yeah. Well, Arians kind of changed his whole talk from the first time, and then the second time that he yeah. talked about Hargrave. So I put it in perspective of. Hargraves needs to, yeah, he needs to toughen yeah. up a little bit and just play through some things. But Hargraves was the one that wanted to play it safe and um, you know make sure he's fully healed. And now he is, and and there's no beef between them, and they're ready to mm-hmm. go now. So, but I look at it as a motivational tool. I think that's what they're trying to do. And this is a big year for Vernon Hargraves. Yeah, and you saw him. He had, there's there's clips out there of him actually knocking balls down. Oh yeah, getting the confidence, a little the wave and no. Yeah, right. Yeah. But I mean. You want to see it. You want to see the confidence being built. This is the time to do it. Yeah, he's okay. got to because Sean Bunting and Jamal Dean, mm-hmm. they're playing well. So. Mm-hmm. And then speaking of one of the, the rookies, Mike Edwards, obviously everyone's talking about him and mm-hmm. all the – we talked about it a little bit. Very heady player. He's lose a little bit of weight. But, yeah, he. I think he's going to be in a rotation. I think Justin Evans is slotted no matter what. Okay. Uh, Scott Smith was like, oh, it's going to be between him and – Mike Edwards and Jordan Whitehead. Okay. I, I think Jordan Whitehead is cemented in. I think it's just a rotation of those three yeah. would be nasty. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, you got they're, three guys rota- rotating in. You can have three safeties in at the same time. So. Yeah, they're going to use a lot of safeties. Um, even Multiple. Just even, think about um, that. Whitehead and, and yeah. oh, actually all three played nickel in yeah. college. Yeah, even Kentrell Bryce, I think you're going to see on the field um if I mean if he makes the team, but uh yeah. there's going to be a, yeah, there's going to be a lot of safeties uh being played, but yeah, I just like the competition. I like what Mike Edwards is doing. Even uh we haven't even talked about, you know, what Devin White is doing and what he's bringing mm-hmm. to the team. His communication is already on point. Uh really being that leader and uh making plays already, getting interceptions. I think he's probably got more interceptions than We get three. Yeah, he's got I mean, he's a ball hawk right now, so that's yeah. that's good to see. I mean, it's that quick twitch, man. Uh-huh. He's got it. Oh, he's yeah. got it, and it's one read and go. Mm-hmm. But that, and then, yeah, he's pretty much Levante's like he's already got leadership on him, and it's crazy to see that from such a young guy. And then Bo Allen coming out saying, oh, we lost McCoy, but you could see a, a rookie linebacker or a six-year veteran come up and be leaders. And mm-hmm. Bo Allen is that six-year veteran he's talking about. Yeah. So, I mean, will Bo Allen step up and be a leader? I think it's Sue's going to be a leader now. Right. I would think about that. Two guys that weren't on this team are now leaders in the mm-hmm. defense. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think Levante, either way, is going to be the quiet leader. Right. Vita Vea is probably going to grow into one. But, I mean, it's a whole new look. Again, like I was saying, it's potentially going to be really good, but they're going to get some learning curves. Okay, mm-hmm. guys? <laughs> yeah. I know I'm hyping right now, but it's being real. That many new players – in a new system, it's going to take some time to learn. For sure. For and sure. I know they were saying that there's not many mental errors. I like said it's usual to have like three pages of mental errors, and they didn't even have one full one. Mm-hmm. So, But still, I don't care how smart they are. they got to play as a team, as a unit. Mm-hmm. It's going to take some time to get used to all these different players. Yeah, and you're not playing against opposing teams yet. Yeah. And, you know, and that's, you know, that's when it comes into play, when you have to start game planning and really understanding – not only what your playbook is, but now what you're being asked to do as far as a schematic standpoint. So that changes things, and it's going to take some time. They're going to have to gel, and hopefully they can gel quickly. You know, Bruce Arians says they have to start fast in September. Uh, so I'm hoping that's what they can do. I mean, you got to start fast, uh, especially with the schedule that they have. So looking forward to it. Um, to be honest, I'm actually more concerned about the offense than I am the defense right now. Uh, but – I think we talked about that on last episode. It's yep. just offensive line concerns me. Uh, good reports from Alex Kappa, but I'm I'm just hoping I'm got to pray. Put pads on yet. Yeah, so still waiting to see on that one. And last little nugget was uh, I guess when they asked Scott Smith who's a surprise or someone that's turning heads was a Dakota Dixon safety. Yet another damn safety. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I guess he f- was undrafted. He ran a four eight forty, and that's why he went undrafted. Obviously, it's bad. I'm gonna look more into him. I haven't looked at anything on him, but I guess he's making some plays. It's just cool to see just talent being put out there. Mm. And I, you, you hope he makes special teams, but I don't know how they doubt it. How packed that room is. I think I'm more interested in the guy that 
there's no tape on at all that defensive end outside linebacker guy mm-hmm. yeah david kidding yes yeah. like i'm and it sounds like arians likes him a lot mm-hmm. but i mean i can't wait to see him in training camp yeah um <laughs> uh, it's hey a lot of new things a lot of whirlwind events i mean guys mm-hmm. you had to expect it a whole new regime right a new direction a new defense the offense hasn't damn near been touched besides adding two pieces yeah <laughs> i mean it's yeah. not even starters not main guys so mm-hmm. i don't know it, it's it's still like you said fluid where are we gonna go hopefully it's the good things bigger and better <laughs> things yeah hopefully it's to more wins and uh you gotta get at least six wins this year right so um <laughs> you you at least think gotta be better than five and eleven, but anyway, I think that's gonna do it for us tonight. I hope you guys enjoy this. <laughs> I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. As always, you can follow us on Real Bucks Talk, uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Also, check us out uh, for this podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and Podbean. And our new thing is be sure to email us at Real Bucks Talk or Real Bucks Talk at Gmail dot com. Uh, you can send comments, thoughts, voice memos, anything you want to send to us. We can put it out here on the podcast. And uh, as always, go Bucks and have a great week. <laughs>